This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning? Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, middle of the week, Jerry and Al with the postgame post-show podcast, the Boomer and Carton Show, done for this Wednesday, September 23rd, but we're not. Al, I would like to start, if you will allow me to, uh, at the end of the show, moment of the day got scrapped. It was going to be Sweeney's questioning. I actually wasn't sure. I had Sweeney's questioning, which I tried to defend, uh, and I also had uh, Craig putting Cal Ripken on the spot, which I thought was awesome, by the way. I thought it was very funny, but moment of the day became... My little business that I had back in 2000, I went back and looked. It was actually 2005 and 6 uh, is when I had it. And it was a broadcasting, I don't know what the hell you want to call it. Call it a school, call it an academy, call it a club, whatever. Uh, We had it for 13 months in total. And uh, I did not like the way it was portrayed today. And you don't help. Well, I go for whatever sounds fun on the air. But you don't help. true or not. So I was, yeah, I was all in on that. So it was not, listen, the whole idea of this, I'll just take two minutes on this, not even. The whole idea of what it was, and I tried getting this out before Eddie started putting all those drops and making me sound like a blubbering fool, which is fine. I'm used to that by now, is, you know, the only way you're ever going to, for people out there that listen to this, and a lot of people ask us about how you do this, the only way you're ever going to do this is by doing it. It sounds stupid and simplistic, but it's true. So what I tried to create back in 2005 was not a school to compete with the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. It was a broadcasting studio with a little working newsroom that you came in. We gave you four or five seminars from broadcasting pros in each of the different fields, reporter, anchor, show host, stuff like that. And you had to then do it for nine weeks. You came in either Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday. And twice a week, you were doing live three-hour shows. And we had one one instance where a guy showed up late at 6.08, show started already without him because the show started at six. I had one instance where a guy wasn't ready to do an update at 20 after six or I'm sorry, 20 after seven when the games had started already. Guess what? We hit the sounder. He wasn't there and it got everybody ready for this business. And I've got a few, I've got like several guys actually working in the field. That was the basis of it. The board of education shut us down, uh, basically saying by the use of the word Academy, we were self declaring ourselves as a school, which I thought by not using the word school meant we weren't. And that's why I got shut down. I lost a ton of money that I had to give back. It was a great concept, and I should still be going today, but it's not. Why not a broadcasting boot camp like I see this Bruce Beck well, and Ian Eagle have these things? I have. Here's what I have contemplated over the last six or seven years. Different types of weekends, like a boot camp at Borgata or somewhere like that where you give people incentive to go for the weekend where they're going to spend four or five hours on Saturday and Sunday 
uh, and maybe Friday afternoon, but they can hang out and do what they want Friday night, Saturday night, and then go home on Sunday night. I've contemplated things like that. The problem with a boot camp like what they do is they do it at the Yogi Berra Museum, I believe. I believe at Montclair State. So they have the facilities ready to go. For me to do that for like a week or two weeks, you need a facility. And, you know, the landlord's not going to say, well, listen, you only got boot camp three times a year. Just pay me for three months. It doesn't work that way. Right. So it's got to be something more daily. And while I think that would be successful on a different premise, and I'm not making fun of anybody, but by bringing guys in like, you know, whether it is Monzo, whether I bring in um, a, a talk show host, a young John Jaskrimski, if you would be interested in going, um, I think it's great for people to talk to us and learn how to do it. I think it's an awesome concept. Here's the problem you run into. Where is the separation of people coming in looking to get better compared to the people looking to come in thinking they're going, we're going to help them get a job? Right. And that was one thing that was a big problem over the one year. Got a lot of guys' jobs. I helped them. But all I did was get them an interview and a phone number. They got them jobs themselves. Some people came in thinking, hey, all right, can I, I'd like to meet Mark Chernoff. Okay, good for you. What do you want me to do? Right. A little tough. You are so. you are letting them get the practice of doing. It. That's why I always tell people now, yeah, man, it's reps. Like we have guys around here. We used to make fun of uh, Tommy, who who worked on the show, who now works in production. But uh, you know, I would ask him what is his career goals, and everyone wants to be on the air and do a talk show. I'm like, well, you should at least be doing this a, a podcast like this. Like you said, right. it at least gets you in a studio doing something on a regular basis, talking. Um, and- yeah. You're so right. And that was my concept in 2004 and five, And the added element of you have somewhere to go, a studio to go to, somewhere to prep, and you're going to have a board op that's going to hit the stuff. You're going to have elements. It's going to sound real. And it was real. And we streamed live. They had guests. We took phone calls. I sent guys out to minor league baseball stadiums to do live game reporting. I'm telling you, it was a hell of an idea. And, yes, I've actually thought many times of doing it again the problem is I'm scarred from the financial loss the first time. I'm not sure I want to go down that road again. I'm in for a Jerry Recco seminar in uh, at Borgata if you're going to put that together. All right, I well, would like yeah. to be a part of that. Jerry, tomorrow the Pope is coming. I've here, heard, and they're closing off a lot of areas. and And one of the one of the main areas they're closing off is the area where the Pope will be uh, st- spending the night. Yeah, and I always wonder, like, where do you think the Pope? Uh, how do they pick a hotel room for the Pope? I don't know. I figure it's got to be either. I, mean, I guess I'm wrong, but I figure it's got to be the Waldorf, or it's got to be the Mar- the, the the Marriott with that sky bar. Like, where else do you go, him? Right? And yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's not staying. No, no disrespect to anybody. He's not staying at the uh, the Four Points, is he? No. And then, how do they prepare the room for the Pope? Is that like a whole different thing? Like you're really prepping the room for the Pope is right. coming to stay at your room to see. He's... <coughs> Al's dying. Sorry, right now. Jerry. I'm coughing on my own spit. Does he have access to? Uh, room service, you know, does he get the little is, bottles of shampoo like everybody else, or does Pope Secret Service come in and clear the whole area? That you know is happening. I mean, yeah. they're closing off seven square blocks for the guy. Yeah. Yeah, they're going in and sweeping the entire hotel. I wonder this. How about the fact the hotel, does the hotel even have guests staying there? You probably can't. You're closing down cities for his arrival. Right. You, you can't have some uh, schmucks from Oklahoma City visiting and the, and the Pope is in their uh, hotel. Hey, Billy, look at that. Who's that? That Pope Francis? Yeah. Could you imagine being that important? No, you're Al Dukes. You're important. That's let's, true. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're yes. doing car appearances where people flock to go buy oh, Jeep flocking, Jerry. Right? You're important. But no one's shutting down a city for you. No. And I'm not talking about a town... Or even a runway, a a city. Philadelphia got shut down. 
They're closing off five square blocks of New York City just so he can stay with uninterrupted sleep. When I was a kid uh, in around 1984, when Michael Jackson was huge, my uh, family went to Orlando to go to like Disney and all that stuff, yeah. and we stayed at a hotel where Michael Jackson had the top floor of the hotel. And as kids, we were trying to uh, take the elevators up to get on Michael Jackson's floor. Sure, why not? Uh, but the security was up there stopping people. So Michael Jackson only got a floor. You're thinking the Pope has the entire hotel. I think no Pope, one's allowed in that area. What I if have, you work in that area? You're out? No work um, that day? I don't know awesome. the answer to that. I mean, how can you have people running through your hotel if the Pope is there? What if the Pope wants a beer? And what is the Pope doing? He's doing a mass. He's busy. I think he's only, honestly, I think he's there for eight hours of sleep and that's it. Yeah. No, I'm I mean, saying in New York, he's doing a mass and then he's just doing other stuff, touring the area. Uh, I know he's going, I know he's going down to the um, World Trade. Yeah. He's doing that. I know that for sure. He's meeting the president today. The in mass Washington. is Friday night at Madison Square Garden. I don't know what else he's would doing. Would you be interested in going to that, the mass at the garden for the Pope? I would not be. I will go to my church on Sunday morning. That's good enough for me. Are you a church guy? You go weekly, or you I don't do not go weekly. That? I go biweekly. Biweekly. Yes, I go every two. Now, weeks. does biweekly? See, I always, I you never know when if biweekly means twice a week or every two weeks. That's a very good point. Because so, people may say, so should I say biweekly or bimonthly? Do you get hmm. paid biweekly? That would mean you get paid every, every two, two weeks. weeks. Well, uh, let me clear that up. Yeah, I go to church every two weeks. If you were going twice a week, that would be great. To church? Yeah, I do go every two weeks. No, I'm saying if you twice went all week, no, twice no, every no, week, no, 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 that'd no, be no. great. That I'm not doing, but I oh. do go every two weeks, and I go to the eight o'clock mass a lot of times. In and out, your nice kids and quiet. go. Uh, sometimes when they're up, they go with me. Here's the thing with my kids: my kids go to a Catholic school. They have mass there every couple of weeks too. So on weeks that they have mass, I went to that same school, and I used to remember it used to drive me nuts. My parents would take us on Sunday when we just had mass at school on yeah. Friday. So I don't do that to them, but I take them if they're up. I don't wake them up. If I'm going at 8 a.m. The problem with Mass is it's the same every week. Uh, they don't really is. change. They only change up that middle part. Here's the thing. The readings are different, and the uh, the homily is different. And we've got a new priest who actually is pretty cool. It bounces around the state of the stage, the altar. He's up there, and he kind of is holding the microphone instead of standing behind and just not moving and reading. And he's just talking to you, and he's putting the different readings into today's life. It's actually pretty good. So can't they just do that part of church and make it 20 minutes long? Do the new stuff. Like we, I'll say this. Done the, we do the other parts all, it's, all right. it's the same thing. I will say this. Yeah. It's not like Boomer now. When I was growing up, there was a church, God love my parents, on Sundays they would do a uh, 5.30 mass on Sundays. A.M.? and I, At night. Oh, okay. And I don't know if the church was a football fan, but that 5.30 mass was like 23 minutes and done. And on football Sundays, that was the mass we would go to because my father, listen, we had, we played football. Then we had to watch the Giants or the Cowboys or the Jets who was on and be like, all right, let's sneak out and go to mass real quick and we'll get back. And usually mass would start like right around halftime and we get in the car, we'd only be halfway through the third quarter and we didn't miss much. But here's the thing. This is, that brings up a good point because this is the way I feel like my family was as well. Um, people seem to feel like they have to go to mass. And yet they don't really want to go to mass. So you pick the shortest mass you pick. I think so well, they feel there's some sort of like guilt or this fear that something bad will happen if you don't go to mass. I'm going to say something. Because if people really like mass, there's mass every day. You I, wouldn't force yourself there to is go mass on every the weekend. Day. You can go every day right. if you want. I will say something, and I'm sure the um, people out there will be highly critical of this. But I'm going to say this as a um, practicing Catholic. 
I go to church. I'm raising my kids that way. There is, and I believe in it. That having been said, there is a part of me, and I, even the most ardent, church-going, Jesus-loving person has to agree with this. There is a part of it, or a part of me, that gets bothered by all the money they collect. Right. I understand what it is. As an adult, I've also come to realize it is a business. While it is a wonderful thing, and God help us all that some of it's true, hopefully all of it's true, some of it's true, it's still a business. And they're asking for collections now more than one sometimes, and then when you turn around, they need money for this, they need money for that. So for the people that are the naysayers, I understand. And I get what you're saying, too. Do they still, uh, in my church, when I was a kid, when I would go, they would have the baskets on a long stick. Now they pass, in my church, they pass them, you just, they hand them out and you pass them down and around. Oh, I liked the long stick. It was, it looked like just a long stick with a basket at the end and and you would just slide it down the entire row. But the guy who was holding the stick, he would hang on to it. I think we used to have those. They changed the configuration of the church now where I go. Those sticks ain't reaching more than four or five people. And you've got rows that have 30 chairs. So the sticks are out. Yeah. is, are coins still acceptable, or they want bills and things? I give envelopes. an envelope. We're members of the parish, so You're we an envelope. give envelopes. Envelope thing. Yes, we give envelopes. and it, Yes, exactly. Now, when you get... Now, that is a good question. You are atheist? Do you believe... I mean, what are no, you? No, I would say I'm Catholic. I'm just... I don't really... I don't... Uh, so when you get married, yeah. if you get married... Yes. Would you get married in a church, or are you going to City Hall? I would do whatever... Or are you going uh, to Sandals? I would do whatever... Um, my wife, my to be wife, would want to do because I'm not a, a religious person, so I would go with whatever. And then weddings are for women anyway, so whatever the woman wants to do, that's my that's my rule. That's always been my thought. Okay, so you really don't have you don't have any opinion on it then? Yeah, I don't have an opinion. I'm not converting to any religion, but I would do whatever type of ceremony the woman was interested in. Interesting. Yeah. How about that? Because, you know, that's a girl thing, weddings. I was thinking of redoing the vows soon. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah, I like that. But wanna, you got to go somewhere to I do that. In the Caribbean, I want to do it. Oh. You think that's a good idea? Yeah, I like that. Hmm. It's expensive. Like reassess though. your love for one another in front of people? I don't have to reassess anything. Oh, not reassess. I said that they're on Reinforce. Um, re-say or replay or something. Renew. Renew, yeah. That was it. That was <laughs> the key term. renew our vows. To renew the vows, yeah. Right. Would you go to that? I would uh, I would go to that. Even if you had to pay for it to yeah. get there and, Yeah, I know. would go to that. We, we were on vacation for the show. Right, like this would be the, <laughs> yes, like this would be the type of thing. This is what we're doing. You're all invited. No gifts. Your gift is your presence. Now, when you say no gift, you, you, you mean no gift? Yes. Or no, 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 no. Some people will still because say, like, we've got to give a gift. Because it would be a second type of thing. You right. want to make it very clear. No gift. There are no expectations except for you to be there. That's it. Because yeah, I think I would some people that. would be, like, in my mind, it'd be like, my first thought would be like, give a gift. You're married already. Right. But I do think there are certain people out there that wouldn't know what to do. So I would want to make it very, very, very clear. clear. This is not, this is just to have some fun and to do something, and we would love you to be there. Yeah, I would go to that. Would you have to be married to go to that? No, I think I would go. If it was like a destination thing where it's Because that'd be, be probably something island. like you and Eddie would go to. As a couple, Eddie and I? Not as a couple, oh. but I'm sure you would probably go together. Yes. Because I don't know, like, I've never seen Eddie travel. With his wife. Without you. Oh, without me. Yeah, no, we would both be in that. All right, good. I will keep that in mind because that could be happening well, you Keep next me year. updated with the Reco wedding What vows. year is this, 15? This is 2015. Oh, I already missed the 15th. Oh, you got to wait till 20. Maybe I wait till 20 now? 20. We might not even be together. Right. Although, 
with the way time is passing, we might be it's going 25 fast, and Jerry. We're going. We'll be here forever. We are. Hey, Al, you know, we were talking about, you know, the school and everything that wasn't really a school. And I started it back in, I think it was 2005. I'm pretty sure that because my oldest son was born in 2004. And so he was born in October. And guess what's coming up? October. And I'm thinking, what do you do? He's turning 11. I bought him a baseball bat. That's cool. But you got to get him something for his actual birthday. And so I was on touchofmodern.com last night. I get their emails. I signed up. Uh, and you can see all the new products, which change constantly. They have got these real, I'm going to show you this too. They have got some awesome 3D dinosaur puzzles. Check these out for really good prices. You're talking like 60% off. Tell me those aren't the coolest things for an 11-year-old. Oh, it's like the dinosaur bones. How awesome is that? So these are the types of things you get when you go to touchyourmonitor.com. Geared towards the guy, no question. In this case, this is going to be for my dude, my 11-year-old son, who's going to love this. And that's why I like touchyourmodern.com. Every time I go there, I feel like there's something new, something different. I'm thinking of going to touchyourmodern.com, getting those dinosaur bone 3D puzzles, putting them in my, in my house. It would feel like the Museum of Natural History. In there. <laughs> I mean, there you go. You can transform your condo. Yeah, and then I, when I look around, I feel like it kind of feels like a museum in here. Because the other thing is at touchyourmodern.com, you get really uh, neat things for your walls. Because I never know what to put on my walls. I was going to like uh, you know the, the the department stores where girls always buy stuff <laughs> for their walls. Yeah, but it's all kind of most of it's kind of girly. Touchofmodern.com has uh, things for guys, cool gadgets, things for your accessories for your iPhone, uh, stereo equipment, clothing, Jerry. Because I know I don't know what I'm supposed to be wearing, especially once winter hits. Like in the summer, it's t-shirt and jeans. It's easy. In the winter, I have no idea what guys are supposed to be wearing. Touchofmodern.com has all uh, new hip fashions, Jerry, for a hip, fashionable guy like myself. And you were able to show me that 3D dinosaur puzzle on your phone because you got the touchofmodern.com app. Bang. Which makes it very easy to uh, go through their website. And listeners can get immediate access by signing up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because tomorrow... Maybe that dinosaur 3D puzzle will be gone, and something new will be in its place. That's how life rolls in the fast lane, Jerry, at touchofmodern.com. Uh, so uh, ACDC, you're familiar with them. So they played at Wrigley Field. Oh, it's cool. always cool like when the bands get to play in uh, the baseball stadiums. Foo Fighters sure. played here at City Field. Yeah, that was, oh, we didn't go. Uh, we didn't go to that. It was during the week. I did go to see Zach Brown Band at City Field. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. So ACDC was doing some stadiums around the country, and they did uh, Wrigley Field. Thought that was kind of neat. But Cubs manager Joe Madden, not happy with the ACDC, say they screwed up Wrigley Field. Quote, they totally messed up the infield. It has nothing to do with the groundskeepers. I've seen a bad hop at third, a bad hop at second. I didn't see one bad hop all year. We just got to get it ironed out because I think Starlin has done a nice job at second base. I don't want anyone blaming him for the error. It was a weird hop. So really, Angus Young is the problem with the Cubs, not their players. Can I call BS on this for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Argue you know, again. Argue Joe for Madden, ACDC. All right, here, leave ACDC alone. Here's where Joe Madden's a jackass of sorts, okay? Do you know what they had at Wrigley Field yesterday? What? They brought the zoo to Wrigley Field yesterday. For the game? Before the game, oh, I you had all sorts of wild animal animals roaming around the dugouts on the not on the actual playing field itself, yeah. but around the field. You're going to tell me that in this day and age, they can't get a stage up and out 
and then get it field. All right, maybe it's not 100% perfectly manicured for these prima donnas, but will you stop? Come on. I'm with Joe Madden on this. You got all these loser ACDC fans on the infield, in the outfield, touching your field, spitting, dropping their cans. You remember what it was like to play baseball? Their stupid cowboy boots. You or remember whatever what it was like to play baseball? Wearing. Yes. Okay. When you played baseball, what was the field like? Terrible. It was all chopped up. Okay. When you played Garbage. in high school, what was the field like? Terrible. Right. All chopped up. All Had chopped you played up. in college, better, better but not exactly but perfect. Up. Do you know what Wrigley Field looked like after ACDC left? Not so bad. Not terrible. And you know what it looked like for first pitch? Gorgeous. Because that's why they employ the not one, not two, but like 30 groundskeepers to take care of these things. I mean, I come guess. on. I have, a, I have another Cubs story, Jerry. Oh, good. It's been 70 years since Billy Goat Tavern owner Billy Cyanus was forced to leave a World Series game against the Tigers when the curse of the Billy Goat was placed on the Cubs. Well, Kobayashi, the guy who slams all those Nathan hot dogs for yes. the uh, Fourth of July hot dog eating contest, he uh, is. A, he tried to eat a forty-pound goat in order to reverse the curse. Hmm. Hmm. He teamed up with other competitive eaters, and on Tuesday night they attempted to eat a forty-pound cooked goat to reverse the curse in Chicago. I guess <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, well, why would you eat? This is what I don't understand. Certain animals we will eat, and certain animals we will not eat. Correct. We generally do not eat goat in America. Right. Well, why is that, Jerry? You would know. Uh, because we weren't raised that way. Is it a gamey meat, the goat? I have no idea. Like, I've never wh- had it. Wh- wh- is it. I agree is with you on this. Is the taste really throwing it off? Uh, I don't know. I've never had it. Like, we would think it's weird if people eat goat. Yes. But wouldn't uh, those people in other countries think it's weird that we're eating cows or we're eating chickens? I What's the difference? It's, it's still very, an animal. I think it's very possible, and I will tell you that I have a very good friend of mine. Uh, I will not go any further than that other than to say that his wife's mom lives with him, and some of the things they eat, yeah. are quite, and they're from a different country. Some of the things they eat, he even looks at them like, whoa. And in the last seven or eight years, he has slowly tried different things. And he's like, you'd be amazed how good certain things taste. It's just what's accepted and how we're raised. That's it. Yeah, I wouldn't even eat goat cheese, which they're they're putting on everything now. If you go to a restaurant, everything go- comes with goat cheese on it. I don't drink goat's milk. The Rolling, drink- the Rolling Stones had us uh, in an album called Goat's Head Soup, so I know that's a thing. Right, and I know Cake told us that sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell. That's true. So goats must be one bad animal. Goats are cool, though. They have, like, human eyeballs. You ever see a goat? Uh, no. I've, yeah, no. the goat's eyes are amazing. Aren't most eyeballs just eyeballs? No, no, like a goat has, like, what it looks like a person's eyes in a goat head. What was the movie where they took the eyeball out of the horse's head and ate the eyeball? I, I did not see that one. You don't remember that? No. Oh. Was it a comedy or a horror movie? Don't remember. I really don't remember, mm. to be quite honest. I'll I, probably edit this whole thing out. I don't know about you. No, we'll leave this in. I don't know about you, but as I get older, I yeah. remember less and less. Yeah, the, well, short-term memory loss Gone. is because we do not sleep. It's brutal, dude. And mine is terrible. I see, like, getting worse. I see 84 on the, running around on the Cowboys. Yeah. I see Doug Cosby. Right. Doug Cosby remember- hasn't played in 20-something years. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, longer than that. I'm sorry. It's 2015. 30 years you're talking about. I was going to say Billy Joe Dupree, but I think he wore 89. Right, but that's the point. Exactly. Right, guys from your childhood. It's unbelievable. That's I see number 20, see. and I think Ron Springs. Right. Like, and yet if you ask me right now who number 20 on the cowboy, I have no idea. No idea. I have no idea. And you're a broadcaster. And I have no idea. Ask me what number Lance Dunbar is. He's don't a know. 93. Top of, as a running back? No, I don't know. I didn't even <laughs> know he was a running back. 
<laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Jerry, you may not know your Dallas Cowboys, but what you probably do know is your college teams, and you probably know them because you're wearing college onesies, college sweaters, and you're finding them all at tipsyelves.com. Why don't you tell me about some of these sweaters you have? Well, I got the Arizona State sweater, which I've told you about now for a couple of weeks. I like it a lot. It's right. actually loud, and it's and it's just bold, and I think it's awesome. Now, loud colors, you mean? Yes. Now, if I lived in Arizona, I would go to a game and tailgate in it instead of wear it around the house, which yeah. makes sense because I'm not seeing Arizona State player on here. But I like that school, so that's why I bought that. But let's say you go to Rutgers. Get yourself a great red sweater Rutgers colors, and you go to the next Rutgers game and show off your school spirit. Now, what are these adult onesies you were telling me about? Because I was thinking about getting a UCLA adult onesie. I think you could do a variety of things with these. I think you can wear these to the tailgate because it's fun. I think you're kind of mixed in with everybody of your team. I think you can sleep in them. And more importantly, and this is for me, I think you buy the onesie because it's getting cold out. It goes right underneath everything. Yeah. And that will keep you warm for the four hours you're out there. Yeah, I went to tipsyelves.com, Jerry. I bought myself an Ohio State onesie. Yeah. And what I do is when I get home from work on Friday, I put it on. I don't take it off till I come into work on Monday. So I spend the whole weekend in my onesie kind of feeling like an adult baby. I like, while also showing my college spirit. I like the fanny packs myself. What is that? The fanny packs go around your waist, and it's like, I don't want to call it a man purse, but it's like something you can put yeah. your stuff in. You don't have to worry about getting pickpocketed or anything like that. Those are kind of cool. And they have awesome T-shirts with cool phrases, kind of college phrases and stuff yeah. like that. So tipsyhelves.com. Right now, our listeners can get 20% off at tipsyhelves.com with our code BNC spelled out. B-A-N-D-C. Don't wait any longer to gear up for game day with tipsyhelves.com. I'm going to do that, Jerry. And I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.